This is Ireland's 100 to 102 Today FM. The ghost of scandals passed and a shadow cast over Finnegale sunshine on the final full day of election 2016. Getting down to business on Election Daily. Good evening, Gavin Riley with you again as ever in the Today FM studios in Dublin with another daily wrap-up of news, gossip, analysis and all the general developments in election 2016. Now, it's been a day which in some ways was overshadowed by a single aspect of last night's four-way debate on RTE, which we'll get back to in a minute. But first, a quick recap of that debate with no clear winners or losers and really with a lot of it overshadowed by the creaking floorboard on the RTE stage. Now, we're told, by the way, that was caused by Jerry Adams. Uh, he has been telling us for some time on the trail he's been so suffering with a sore back for the last fortnight or so and he's been told that he basically shouldn't stand too still for any length of time so simply to stay active he was shifting weight between his legs last night and that is what was causing the creaking on the RTE stage but as regards who won in the debate It depends, really. I think, realistically, all four went in with different missions and they all had varying degrees of success. Now, Gerry Adams needed to go in, I thought, and present himself as the leader of a genuine alternative government, that it wasn't now a two-horse race between Enda Kenny and Micheál Martin. But having come unstuck with alternatives on health, uh, I think Adams failed to land the big punch that he might have needed to really leave that hallmark. But so too did Fianna Fáil's Micheál Martin, who had, I think, a fairly par performance. Now, he might have expected, simply because of his previous work, to saunter home. But after he had had his own troubles, but after he'd had his own troubles on the discussion on cronyism, when he appointed Bertie Ahern's former partner Celia Larkin to a state board, it wasn't the runaway win he was looking for. Now, Enda Kenny did perhaps do enough to stop the rot, himself coming unstuck in that row on cronyism, and also refusing to acknowledge that the high earners will do better under Fine Gael's tax plans than anyone else, but I think he possibly did enough to stop Micheál Martin's rise. Now, if anyone did some good work, it was, perhaps unexpectedly, Joan Burton, who was more reserved than in the last two debates, but also clearer, more coherent, speaking in proper, full, succinct sentences, and who seemed a little bit less keen to bask whenever she had scored some points against an opponent. Now, as I said yesterday, I don't think Labour was in last night's game to retain its place in government. I think its task now is simply to make sure that it retains some sort of meaningful presence in the next all. I think John Burton last night may have gone some way towards getting that. But going back to that debate about cronyism and something that the Taoiseach said in response to a question by Miriam O'Callaghan. This was naked cronyism. And to be fair, you said at the time you let your own standards and integrity down. Yes. What did you mean by that? What did you do? What I did was... What I I didn't... What I did was make an appointment that that did not need to be made. Uh, and I've changed the rules since then. Everybody now is appointed by the public Now, that is a significant development, and it's one that then cast a shadow on the Taoiseach's morning. In fact, it cast a shadow on the entire aftermath of the debate. Here, just as a recap, is what Enda Kenny said about the John McNulty appointment to IMA in the Dáil on the 1st of October 2014. There was no instruction given to the Minister for uh, Arts, Heritage and the Gaelic. She herself read his qualifications, read his, uh, his credentials and appointed him as she was entitled to do uh, as to, uh, to the member of the board. Now, a little bit of some backstory to this. John McNulty was nominated by Fine Gael to fill a spot in the Shannon in September 2014. That spot in the Shannon was on what's called the Cultural and Educational Panel, and therefore it requires the candidate to have some kind of cultural or educational expertise. 
John McNulty's qualification was that he was on the board of the Irish Museum of Modern Art. But before he had ran for the Shannon, he had only held that position on IMA for six days. And he was given it at the behest of another Fine Gael politician, Heather Humphreys. Now, the Taoiseach said he had personally picked him for the Shannon, but he didn't know or instruct Heather Humphreys to give him the job that appeared for all the world to be his intermediate step towards the Shannon. But by saying on RTE last night, I made an appointment, he seemed to be undermining that. And even on his way out of RTE last night after the debate, the Taoiseach was immediately stepping back. Are you now accepting direct responsibility for the appointment of John McNulty to the Board of Emma? I don't do this at all. I accepted responsibility for the appointment by the Line Minister and uh, uh, dealt with that. I said it wasn't my finest hour. I've changed the procedures entirely after that. You did also Everybody now is appointed under the public appointment system independently vetted. You, you did also insist at the time that you had never instructed a minister to make an appointment. I accepted responsibility in the Dáil. I said it wasn't my finest hour. The appointment was a line appointment. I accepted responsibility for it, as I should. Did you, you said I appointed? Yeah, I accepted responsibility. Said I and the, the appointment was a line appointment by the minister. I accepted responsibility for the Dáil. Read the record. Thank you. Then this lunchtime, I asked him for further clarification. Can you confirm whether you had any input or involvement in her identifying John McNulty to be appointed to that role? No, I, no, I hadn't. So when you said, I made last night, that was a misspeech? Uh, I, I stood up at the Dáil and accepted responsibility for what happened. But then that posed something of a problem of its own, because it meant that if Enda Kenny was going back to his original story, what he said last night mustn't have been true. And later in an interview with Matt Cooper on The Last Word here on Today FM, the Taoiseach insisted he had put the matter behind him. Separately, by the way, in that interview, he said he had won a deal with the ECB in Ireland's promissory notes, which is something the ECB says it had absolutely nothing to do with. So maybe we might come back to some scrutiny on that tomorrow. Even Joan Burton admitted that the McNulty situation wasn't ideal. Well, I think the Taoiseach has made it clear, uh, as he said himself, that it wasn't his finest hour. But the uh, consequence there has been that the whole system of appointments uh, to uh, public boards, to members of public boards, has in fact been completely overhauled. Other parties too were having their say. Gerry Adams, who was the first to spot last night that the Taoiseach had broken new ground in the McNulty area, said the appointment was a sign that nothing had changed. The state promising a democratic revolution and the county has kept Fianna Fáil's legacy of cronyism and that culture of corruption and political patronage alive and well. Catherine Murphy, too, of the Social Democrats, had something to say. It's a revelation um, and he seems to have backtracked on something. He was uh, keen to put the line minister in the frame in the doll and now it, it's his responsibility, um, according to himself. Uh, look, at the, the net point here is that it's not the last time that it's happened. Uh, indeed, the... the um, there's an article in the Mail today in relation to the Minister for Finance uh, nominating an entire board without going through, um, and that's the National Treasury Management Agency, without going through the process. The process is there in order that you build confidence. We have to have uh, a government that is for the many and not for the few. And this is the kind of thing that gives people uh, you know, the impression, and it's more than the impression, that politics is for the few and not for the many. Uh, and you know, it, it, what it does is it strips away trust, 
it strips away confidence the process is there for a purpose there's no excuse for not using it and you know I, I mean essentially he pretty much put his hands up and said that he didn't use it or he didn't uh, he, he didn't go through the right channels and really that that there's a there's an issue of character here um, and I think people will see that while Renew is Lucinda Creighton who used to be a junior minister at the Department of the Taoiseach under Enda Kenny said she always believed Enda Kenny's fingerprints were on the McNulty appointment I am saying that he contradicted everything he said in the Dáil in the debate last night. It comes as no surprise. I'm aware, and I think anybody um, who is around, um, including, I'm sure, all of you journalists who are following uh, the various political appointments that have happened over the last five years, that all of them go through the Department of the Taoiseach. Um, they go through the Thánaiste's office and the Taoiseach's office. And anybody suggesting that that's not the case is simply just not telling the truth. But perhaps the most direct criticism came from the man who gained the most from the McNulty affair, Gerard Crockwell the man who took the seat in the Shannon that the government intended to get for John McNulty. He was caught on the hop last night. You could see it in his eyes, you could see it in his face. And when he realised what he had done, he then tried to backtrack when he came out of the debate with the journalists. At the end of the day, we are faced with a situation here today where if the Doyle was sitting, there would be calls for his immediate resignation. Has he lied or has the minister lied? Somebody somewhere has told a lie. I did benefit from it and I'm grateful for that. Now whether anything more comes from this whole McNulty affair is unlikely. There is now only hours left of campaigning before the broadcast moratorium kicks in and the teacher reversing back to his old position means the problem could well now go away. Things could turn back to where they were 24 hours ago. But on a day when the Taoiseach would have really wanted to hammer home his message of please don't change things right now, it probably was the last thing he needed. Here, by the way, is part of that message from the Taoiseach, delivered on a day when all the parties were trying to hammer home their final pitch to voters. We have every confidence and trust in the people that when they look at the choices that are on offer now, there is a stable government here for them, of Fine Gael and Labour, if they wish to choose that option. And we respectfully ask them to consider that seriously, uh, as against the uh, options that are, that are on the table from other parties, most of which are uncosted and have no specific plans. So we look forward to the decision on Friday. Joan Burton, meanwhile, was trying to warn of the dangers of having a hyper-conservative government of both Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil. I saw last night and on, on all this week the return of a certain smugness uh, to Fianna Fáil. Uh, you know, smugness with a smile in the case of uh, Micheál Martin. Um, old wine in new bottles, the new Mihal bottles. Mind you, here was a slightly unusual confession from Brendan Howland at that same press conference. We, we, we have to, I mean, everybody knows that every Labour deputy is fighting for their political lives. And we want to talk to as many of our own constituents as we can. Uh, obviously, we're part of the national campaign, but everybody's doing their own thing on the ground too. Earlier in the day, Gerry Adams was busy insisting that Sinn Féin does really want to be in government. First of all, take us on our word. Okay, when we say we want the mandate to be in government, call our bluff. Try us. We want to be in government. Why do we want to be in government? Because we think the type of policies which we have costed and which we have articulated will make things better for people in this state. Fianna Fáil's Micheál Martin didn't take any media opportunities this morning. He was busy canvassing in Cork and so no sign of him this morning. He is now staying in Cork for the duration of the campaign. So on that note, let's move on to the talking taxi on its very final outing. Helen Vaughan and Cuball followed it up to Carlo, where just like Fine Gael's whole campaign, the talk was all about creating jobs. You're very welcome. Yeah. Just come in and have a seat. Yeah. My name's William Roach. I live in Tullow. I 
I've worked as a manager for the last, I would say, 20, 25 years. I was a manager in, in the retail business. William has been out of work for the past three years and is struggling to find a new job. The hardest part is getting a response. There is work out there. They ask you to apply online. They ask you to do a test before you can even apply or send in your CV. You do that and you still get no reply. And that can be soul destroying, can wear you down. It's not really hard applying for them, but it's hard when you don't get replies back to say they even received your email or your CV or acknowledge that you've sent in applications and stuff, you know. How are you? Good, good. Can you tell me your name and where you're uh, from? Tina Brennan from Carlo. I'm actually here because um, I was made redundant two weeks ago. William, Tina, Audrey and others are taking part in the Carlo Jobs Club to get new skills to find work. Tina finds it difficult to be without a job for the first time in 11 years. Hard, very hard. Like two small kids, husband, house, bills, all that type of stuff. So you're kind of trying to get used to not having a wage every week. It's very hard. Hello, how are you? Oh gosh, Irish, brilliant. Yeah. I should say just Oh, Brilliant. So what do they want from a new government? To do away with the jobs bridge or the internships, stuff like that. There was two jobs down in um, in Tullow there that, that are seasonal work and they were internships. Three months work and they're, they're looking at four months work, whatever way it works out. They're offering you 20 euros a week or 30 euros a week to go and do it. That, that can't happen, you know. People have taken advantage of that, so that has to be done away. That would be one of the first things that has to go. Not really into politics and all that type of stuff, but I think they could do a lot more for people with housing. There's so many people with no homes, small kids, families, a whole lot, and they're just nowhere to go. Like Helen Vaughan, Today FM News in Carlow Town. Now, with all of the frantic last-minute vote winning, there hasn't been much of a chance to digest any fun, but we did want to bring you an excerpt of this. This is some of the work from our incredible Today FM colleague, Mario Rosenstock, who has done a three-and-a-half-minute face swap, making fun of last night's debate. The whole thing is on the Today FM Twitter account. That's simply twitter.com forward slash Today FM. This is just a little segment. Sorry, Miriam. Stop apologising for the things you've never done. Okay, Jerry Adams. Because time is short and life is cruel, but it's up to being a fall to change okay. a town called Mallow. Okay, Jerry Adams. Oh, yeah. Look, if you had one shot... Just one opportunity. Excuse me, Mr. Adams. Sorry, I didn't interrupt no, you. Please, no, please. No, can't you? Please, do not interrupt me. Mr. Please. Adams. Okay. Look, her palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. Uh, okay, Joan Burton, Labour as low as 4% in the polls. What hope do you have? I believe in miracles. You'll need more than miracles? 8%. Okay, yes, and the canny. The only way is up, baby, with Joan and me now. Now, before we go, just to let you know that when the broadcast moratorium kicks in at 2 o'clock on Thursday, it is not the end of Today FM's election coverage. We will be with you on the hour throughout Saturday and Sunday with the latest count details and developments from around the country. But also at 12 noon, we will have a full hour-long special live from the RDS on 100 to 102 Today FM, online at todayfm.com and also live on Facebook with all of the full details, gossip, news, analysis and predictions as the votes are counted and we figure out who is going to be running the country for the next five years or possibly for the next five weeks. And if all of that wasn't enough in that special at 12 noon... 
we'll do another one at 5pm, which will include all of the same things, as well as some score updates from the rugby in Twickenham. Two one-hour live specials from the RDS this Saturday at 12 noon and at 5pm on Today FM and todayfm.com. Something to look forward to for the weekend as we finally get down to business and figure out who exactly has won and who has lost in election 2016. I'm Gavin Riley. Thanks for listening as ever. We will see you tomorrow for just one more Election Daily. One day more Another day, another destiny This never-ending road to Calvary These men who seem to know my crime Will surely come a second time One day more 100 to 102 Today FM How can I live when we are parting?